What's behind the science and inventions that impact our daily lives? Pacific Northwest National Laboratories, pods of science, are the stories of what happens before the breakthrough, before a technology becomes a household name, before the life-saving drug hits pharmacy shelves, before the paper's published. See what happens when great minds meet great challenges. Welcome, I'm your host, Jess Sweezy. On today's episode, we'll be talking about something that may surprise you. Here are a few hints. The holidays, online shopping, and parking. Stay tuned to learn more. If you are anything like me, I'm sure you've been busy preparing for the holidays. This includes wrapping gifts, RSVPing to parties, and online shopping. Lots of online shopping. But have you ever considered everybody who's touched your latest shipment before it arrives on your doorstep? PNNL user experience scientist Lindsay Franklin thinks about this daily. Maybe I should set out, you know, Gatorade and some some snack bars for, you know, forget giving milk and cookies to Santa. Give Gatorade and snack bars to your poor delivery drivers because they are hustling. <laughs> it's insane. Researchers at Pacific Northwest National Laboratory are using their expertise in artificial intelligence, machine learning, and app development to ease challenges with freight delivery and experience especially difficult during the holidays. Meet one of the researchers at PNNL working on this. I am Lindsay Franklin. I'm a user experience research scientist in the visual analytics group at PNNL. I try to make computers better playmates for people. Uh, I, I kind of take the philosophy that if something goes wrong, it's it's the computer's fault. It, it wasn't designed well, or people didn't think about it well, and it's, it's really not the person's fault. It's somebody needs to make the machine play better. Lindsay is working on a project that's funded by DOE's Office of Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy's Vehicle Technologies Office. The project is led by the University of Washington's Urban Freight Lab. Lindsay's goal? To develop, test, and improve technologies aimed at cutting time spent by delivery drivers at the curb. Think of your average UPS or FedEx delivery driver. Lindsay's job is to increase their productivity and reduce the time and the fuel spent searching for available parking. What if you could make something like parking in downtown Seattle smarter. So the the particular problem that they were trying to address was well, how do we make that delivery process more fuel efficient in crazy environments like Seattle. Um, so they came to us in in two capacities. They they were looking for some expertise. Uh, one was the the modeling aspect. John Fayo uh, here at PNNL is leading up that part of the of the effort. Um, the other thing that was important to them and and very insightful of them was to realize that this wasn't going to be something they were designing for a typical desktop environment. This this wasn't a build a model, have it run on a big heavy machine, and spit out an answer and give it to drivers. The the downtown Seattle and the parking in downtown Seattle is 
ever-changing and always chaotic. And so there's this noisy, busy environment, and you're supposed to be giving information to drivers who aren't sitting at a computer. So what is that whole experience that the drivers are going to have? What, what's that going to look like? Finding parking can be a major headache for freight delivery drivers, especially in cities like Seattle. Restaurants need a constant cycle of fresh produce. Retail stores depend on delivered products to maintain a steady flow of sales. People living in a city's apartment building expect that their Amazon purchases are delivered on time without fail. That's why PNNL is working with the University of Washington to develop an app that helps drivers identify open parking spots closest to their delivery location. Their urban freight lab calls this sweet spot for delivery the final 50 feet, where a delivery driver stops to deliver their freight. So the, the focus of the app is trying to help increase awareness for when parking might be available. The, the case of uh, newer drivers who maybe are seasonal, they've been added to routes to, to deliver Christmas packages and, and things like that. They're not as familiar with the area. They, they don't really have that internal map in their head of, well, if I can't park here, then I can park here. Or I could park in this super secret spot that, you know, I discovered by accident one day. They just, they don't have that list in their head. So hopefully what the app can do then is bring more of an awareness of, well, this is what's available to you. But Lindsay isn't only trying to improve Seattle's parking situation. Her primary objective is to create a tool that would actually help delivery drivers. Sounds simple enough, right? But to create an app that's actually useful, an app developer must first understand the people who it aims to help. So I think the, 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 the part that I get most passionate about is, you know, being able to help people realize that, no, you, you should question that. If you have to jump through all these crazy hoops to get your job done, uh, there, there's somebody in that chain who, who built those tools that, that didn't, didn't finish the job, that there's, there's more to be done. You don't have to accept that, you know, technology is this, this weird, unfriendly thing that's just kind of foisted upon you and, like, you're told, here, this is the tool you get to use use it or, or, I don't know, do it by hand on paper or, or something. So it's, I, I like seeing, you know, when people realize that, oh, hey, I, I am the master of this strange beast we call technology, and it's supposed to work for me. So I, I'm a people pleaser by heart, I think. She needed to walk a mile or two in their shoes, climb a few flights of stairs, and drive all around downtown Seattle for a day. How did she do it? She went undercover. I got to actually, you know, dress up like a UPS driver, hang out in the truck with them, uh, and, and that experience was just wild. <laughs> um, so the, the user experience side of it is, once you have the information and assuming you have data and a model, how do you present that to a driver in a way that's gonna actually help them and, you know, again, not interfere with a job that's already crazy busy. We asked Lindsay if she was surprised by anything during her ride-along. Her response? So much. So much surprised us. We, we did two sets of ride-alongs. One was with a produce delivery company, uh, and 
the other was with UPS. So everybody's pretty familiar with what UPS does, but I think maybe they they are not as familiar with the absolute speed at which these drivers operate. Um, they are flying. <laughs> I, I, I cannot begin to describe just how fast they are, are sprinting from building to building, particularly in Seattle. And the most surprising part actually had very little to do with delivery routes. For, for me, one of the surprising things was just how much building navigation there was. Um, and some of it was really non-intuitive. I mean, he would, he would look at a box, read a label, and be like, okay, well, this is supposed to go to this, this business, and, you know, the address is this particular suite. But just based on having done this route for, you know, seven, eight years, I think, he had been delivering, he's like, he knew, he had learned over time that that particular business actually has their receiving office on, like, a different floor, and so one of the surprising things for, for me was if you are a new driver in some of these environments, you can't actually trust the label because they're technically correct, but they're also very wrong. And so for, for a new driver, some of the, the difficulty comes in just knowing where am I actually supposed to hand this box off to? These, these buildings that they're delivering to are just, they're mazes, and that's on top of the parking issue. I mean, there's there's not a lot of parking. There's construction happening everywhere. You have inconsiderate personal vehicles who will, you know, park because, oh, they're just going to be in there for five minutes and, and, you know, why shouldn't they get to use that parking space too? But it's like, no, no, no. You've, you've got people who, who really need those commercial loading zones. Stay out of the commercial loading zones. Another thing that surprised Lindsay, the people side of the equation. It can sometimes be easy to forget that an actual human is responsible for delivering your packages. The produce folks had their own set of, of quirks. That one was amazing. They started at like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning to deliver to all of these commercial kitchens. And, and the gentleman that I was riding with had been on that particular route long enough. He knew everyone's name from, you know, the back door to the front door you know, we'd be delivering produce and he'd be asking about how somebody's mother enjoyed her vacation to, to Puerto Rico. And they're having, you know, full friendly conversations because they just they see each other day in, day out. There was an amazing amount of interpersonal skill required for for these jobs that I'm sure most people probably don't even think about. But they are they are expert problem solvers. They are expert navigators and they are sprinting all day. <laughs> you know, I run marathons. I consider myself to be in semi-decent shape, and I was wishing I had brought, like, water bottles and Gatorade to keep up with some of these folks, because not only are they just kind of sprinting around up and down stairs because elevators take too long, but they're carrying lots of packages while they do it, so it's just... <laughs> this It's not a job for the faint of heart. <laughs> After getting a glimpse into what these drivers are up against on a daily basis, Lindsay was inspired. Even more than before, she wanted to create an app that could truly be useful to delivery drivers. The invaluable insight she gained from her ride-alongs opened her eyes to just how powerful this app could be. Inspiration is, is probably a good word for it, too, because it's once you've... <laughs> 
once you've done that process of actually kind of embedding yourself with them, I mean, like I said, they for, for UPS, we had to actually wear the uniform. It's a very different job from the one that I have, and there is no substitute for actually experiencing it like that, like we did with the ride-along. So you come away from that going, oh, you know, every expectation I had about what this thing might look like, what it might do, that's... toss those aside. Only after her ride-alongs that Lindsay could envision a practical design for the app. She quickly learned that drivers wouldn't have time to enter information into the app, an assumption that she held before her ride-alongs. And so she adapted. They're not going to have time to, to stop and input, you know, what their next stop and their route is going to be. Um, we, we had originally had some thoughts of, well, maybe we'll recommend some parking spaces um, based on, you know, what their next stop is going to be. Give them like a top three. They don't have time for that. Even even something as simple as, you know, move to the next stop on my, my manifest because sometimes there is no parking available. And so rather than sitting and waiting, they'll just skip and go to the next stop and, and come back to it later. And so the the inspiration that, that we kind of started tapping into is this isn't going to be like getting directions from Google Maps. Um, it's, it's more, it's almost more video game-like um, in that you, you've got kind of this you know the the whole world is is at play at once and you've got a player who is trying to you know make as many stops as they can in as short amount of time as possible so how do you how do you lay out that information so that they can start to optimize in their own heads um with this additional information and and see what's where's my biggest value going to be because they just they don't have time to input it's it's much more real time you know, they, they are really working that hard, so think less less Google Maps, more like a video game. Um, but it's the it's the sort of inspiration that you only get from actually having to keep up with them. Lindsay also quickly learned that these drivers aren't just master navigators. They're also excellent negotiators and teammates. All for the sake of getting the right stuff to the right people at the right time. There are you know, chefs in the Seattle area who are very particular about their their produce. So now you got to find parking. Now you got to carry packages around. And now you may have a a chef or two in the mix who is unhappy with the quality of their mushrooms. Um, And so the the gentleman that I was writing with, like I said, there was a tremendous amount of interpersonal skill. He actually knew when certain stalls in Pike Place Market were, were open when staff were likely to be there, but well before the market was open. He even had strategies for where can I go to find the same item at a high enough quality that I can come back to this kitchen so that they can get up and running at, you know, four o'clock in the morning so that they can start serving customers and I can, you know, I don't want to call it like an unofficial barter system, but there was there was a tremendous amount of negotiation. And that's just once they get out of their, their vehicle, there's actually a surprising amount of camaraderie between drivers, even of other companies. And so what you find is the drivers actually start cooperating with each other to, to help protect 
the parking. Uh, our, our UPS driver would pull out into traffic in a certain way that it would block traffic so that this FedEx truck could come in and take the parking space right after him. This app will help reduce double parking, block traffic, and parking fines. And it takes all of this information and more into account. But for now, Lindsay and her team are taking the time to focus on the prototype's back end to make sure it's as fast as possible. Not only do we have to present a lot of information, but it has to be fast. It, it really has to be fast. And so we're, we're taking the time. Uh, our, our main developer, Amelia, is doing an amazing job of very carefully deciding, you know, how's what are the best services for uploading and, and shifting data around in this platform? People look at, at this, this mobile app that just appears on their device and they think all, the, all of the hard work goes into what you see. And, and really what you see is a dumb, pretty window on top of some really sophisticated uh, algorithms and, and technology in the back end. So right now we're, we're kind of working on making sure that back end is feature complete and fast and it may not look like much at the moment that'll come later because the hard work is in just supporting that pretty dumb window in the front end so while the app is currently in the prototype phase the urban freight lab and pnnl have big plans for its future including installing sensors in an eight block study area in downtown seattle these sensors will collect data about parking spots and occupancy. PNNL will process and analyze that data and then feed it into an algorithm. Historical data like truck size, type of delivery, and how long a vehicle stays in a location combined with real-time data will allow scientists to train the model. All of this information combined will allow the app to tell delivery drivers when there's a high probability that a parking space is open. One of the things that we would like to do in the future then is start understanding, well, you know, when drivers park in a particular space, how many times do they go in and out of their truck? Uh, is, is this a, a stop where people are likely to stay a really long time? So there are actually some more delivery-specific behaviors that we would like to maybe think about. How do we, how do we fit that in? The need for packages to arrive quickly and reliably is only increasing, especially when we're getting more and more accustomed to ordering everything online. That's why PNNL is excited to do research like this. Research that will increase efficiencies and reduce fuel consumption. Research that will make people's lives less stressful. Research that will make people happier. Hopefully we can make it less stressful for for them to be you know bringing us the things that we've all gotten so spoiled that I can you know order one click on Amazon and it's supposed to be here the next day and if it's not that's tremendously inconvenient to me but you know that's that's actually somebody's job who's who's hustling and if we can make it so that's you know not such an onerous grind to them then everybody's happy and with that, we end this episode by wishing you a happy holidays, happy online shopping, and please, please don't forget to thank your local delivery drivers this holiday season. Thanks for listening to Pods of Science. Want to learn more? Follow us on social media at PNNLAB. We're on Twitter, 
Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can also visit our website at pnnl.gov. Thanks for listening. Thank you.